Yo! Yeah! Hey guys, it's um about 20 minutes to 8 and I'm on my way to work. So, um, I just wanted to uh, address a couple of things in the NBA um, that I think is is relevant and at this point in, uh, in time. Damn, it's cold outside. It's like minus one. So, fuck, I mean... Oh my god, it's so cold outside. Um, it's like one of those days where you actually uh, contemplate going out to your car to start it so that the car can warm up a little bit before you actually sit in because I didn't do it this morning and my steering wheel is hella frozen. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's just uh, a moment in, uh, in the life of me, I guess. Oh, fuck, I'm trying to, to get this um, uh, wind uh, where, where it blows the hot air into the car, just trying to get it open, and it was almost like stuck because of, it's so cold. It's even like stuck inside the car. I mean, like, what the fuck? Okay, let's just address this whole uh, James uh, Harden trade uh, real quick. Um, the question is, is if um, Brooklyn gave away uh, too much. I would actually say that maybe they gave away uh, too little, um, considering uh, who they were giving given up to get James Harden. Um, now I don't. I, at this point, uh, right now, I don't know if the trade has has. Um, has been made officially, but um, the last I read, uh, James Harden was going to the Nets, and that, that was about uh, two. Of the, that was about like late last night. I read, I read that. So we'll just have to wait and see. But um, it looks like James Harden is going to take his talent to uh, to uh, to Brooklyn. Um, now, the only issue I have with this trade is. Is there enough balls to go around in New Jersey? Uh, fuck, I was about to say New Jersey. Is there, is there enough balls to go around in Brooklyn for Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden to actually play together? Now, I know that Kevin Durant and James Harden played together in uh, Oklahoma, but that was way, way, way back before James Harden started, started you know, doing these uh, 30, 40, 50 plus games sometimes. He didn't do that back then. He was actually more of a, like a sixth man. He would come off the bench and, you know, create some stuff. Um, but, I mean, another thing, like, Steve Nash uh, probably has to to get uh, James Harden into shape because James Harden is looking like, oh my God, fuck. I mean, James Harden is, is looking like, almost like a stranded whale. Man, he's fat. You know, he's he's. If you if you look at that documentary they did, um, uh, you know, some time ago with Baron Davis, when he was trying to get back into the NBA and he had a couple of uh, teams that he had to go and talk to and so on. You know, he would sit down and uh, him and Steve Nash would have a talk and, um, you know, um, <coughs> um, Davis would would. Uh, say, uh, Barry Davis would, would say to Steve Nash, you know, uh, Steve Nash would, would tell him that, uh, oh, he, he was looking a little bit fat, and, uh, and then Barry Davis was like, oh, I've been called fat boy, and, you know, people, uh, it doesn't bother me that people call me fat, because he, 
he figured that he was more like uh, Shaquille O'Neal fat than he was Charles Barkley fat. He was a dominant fat guy because he could use it as an advantage. And then he would say something like to Steve Nash, like, when was the last time that he uh, he had a slice of pizza? And then Steve Nash, Steve Nash was like, I don't know, I don't eat pizza. And you know, they kind of dumbfounded uh, Baron Davis. And we're at the same point, like, Baron Davis was looking fat, you know, and he was, he was, uh, he wasn't even in the league. And now we got James Harden, and he's looking even more fat, and he's in the league. What the fuck? <laughs> I guess you know, it's it's different times. Um, because, but but again, like I, I said, that I wanted more fat guys in the NBA. I, I said that uh, when when, uh, when I did the show with my brother. So I'm all for it. But I mean. Um, I, I don't I don't necessarily I don't think Steve Nash will let that shit fly, especially since Steve Nash has been the type of guy uh, during when, when he was uh, an, an active NBA player, he would be the type of guy that was uh, you know in, in the in the shape of his life, like he would have very 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 little body fat uh, on him. So um, I'm hoping that they you know uh, come around and uh, tell James Harden that he needs to shed some of those pounds that he's he's been putting on during this offseason and in Houston and so on and so forth. Um, so can this, uh, the next question will probably be, can this constellation work? Like I said, I mean, it's it's going it's going to be a problem because I don't necessarily think that uh, the, that there's enough balls to go around on this team and I'm not sure that they can, they actually are able to share it enough so that everybody gets their shit in because you got to look at, at facts. I mean, if if James Harden needs to go out and score, you know, 30 points or more every game, that means that if James Harden has to, let's let's you know, look statistically at it. If he does it in, uh, you know, in, in three pointers, and we, we assume that none of those shots get blocked and they they all swish in, you know, he he has to make has to make 10 threes, so that's 10 shot attempts right there. If he has to do it with, with two pointers, it's 15 shots. And th- th- those totals are assumed if um, he swishes all of them and uh, none of them gets blocked and, and he, mi- he, hits the, he hits the rim every time and so on and so forth, the, the ball goes in every time. But what are the, the chances of that actually happening? chance of that are like a million to one so I wouldn't bet uh, my house on that happening um, so considering that um, those statistics we're more more or less likely to see James Harden having to put up at least uh, 30 shots uh, every night so that he can get to, to those point totals same thing with Durant same thing with, uh, with Kyrie Irving um, we'll get back to Kyrie Irving because I'm not I'm, I'm not done with that sucker yet. Um, so again, it will more or less just be these three guys, assuming that they all stick around. That are that that all the offense is going to come from these these guys and. Um, the other uh, players that are there are just basically there to, um, what should we say, like, you know, uh, play defense, I guess. Or if uh, either of the three need a, need, a, uh, need a break from the floor. But 
there's no doubt that you know these D three are are very good players. They are some. They are they are elite players. You know they are they are um, you know within in, in my opinion they are the uh, three players that are in the the, the top uh, twenty of the best players in the NBA uh, active right now. Um, but I still have a hard time believing that there's like, that that. Uh, that there can actually be some chemistry here, and we'll just have to wait and see if if the, if chemistry here is a possibility. If not, then the the Brooklyn Nets will fail miserably, and we're back to square one. So okay, Kyrie Irving. Now, apparently Kyrie Irving is pissed that um, he didn't have any influence when it comes to to building the team. And he is also pissed that nobody asked him about his opinion on appointing Steve Nash. Now, listen, Kyrie Irving. If 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 you have those type of tendencies and you have you think that everything like that is a problem, you need to buy your own team and then you can call the shots the way you want to. But since you are employed by a um, an NBA team, and um, yeah, since you are employed by an NBA team and you don't own your own team, so then you don't get to call any shots. You can't go around being pissed off at this because it's not your fucking team. It's not. It's not your team. It's for the owners to make these decisions, not your scrawny, stupid ass. You don't have the authority to go and make any decisions. You're just there to play basketball. And that should be your main concern. And that should be the thing that you worry most about is basketball. Not all these things surrounding the team. They have nothing to do with you. Your only job and what you're paid off, paid for quite handsomely, I might add, is to play basketball. Not to sit around and try to act like you're the, the GM of the team and not to sit and make all you know decisions about um, who's the who becomes the head coach and who is traded for who or so on and so forth. You don't have any say in that because you're just a player. Now, granted, there might be some teams in the NBA where they ask the players if they think that some, like such and such, is a good idea. For instance, I believe that that's the way that it works in um, in Laker country. Um, but um, nevertheless, I mean, it, even though they might ask LeBron about how he feels about certain things, as they would with Michael Jordan. When uh, in in the 90s with with the Bulls, you know, or when Jordan played for the Wizards, I would actually uh, like to forget what Jordan played for the Wizards, but that's just me. Um, but they would ask these guys what they think was a good idea, but that doesn't, but that didn't necessarily mean that they would get it the way that they wanted it. It doesn't work that way. So. As far as I'm concerned, like Kyrie Irving has turned into a locker room fucking cancer. And if he continues doing this bullshit and whatever the fuck like he's doing, then 
he might find himself out of a a job pretty damn quickly. And the way that he's acting and the way, you know, he's he's been, um, you know, talking and so on and so forth, we might get to this point where nobody actually wants to hire him. It is a, a possibility that, that nobody wants to hire him. And the possibility of this is, is very real. It's, it's very real. There's a good chance that nobody actually wants to hire him. Um, and if nobody wants to hire you in the NBA, well, then you will most likely have to retire or go to a different country to play. Um, like, um, I think it was uh, Stephen A. Smith. Uh, I wrote, uh, um, he wrote something about Kyrie Irving last night and uh, it was something like, the way I feel about it is that uh, Kyrie needs to retire right now. <laughs> and I'm like... That was before I, I I actually read what he what Kyrie was out you know saying and and doing, and I figured that what the hell is Stephen A. smoking? You know what 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 is he talking about? But now I understand what he's coming from because Kyrie Kyrie Irving has started to is starting to alienate himself from his entire team, and it's beginning to become more and more uh, of a, of a pattern that Kyrie cannot uh, function with other people. I don't know what it is, but it seems like, you know, every team that he's been with, ever since he started his NBA career. Now, um, maybe not the first couple of years in Cleveland because he was a star there and he was, you know, he was young. So, you know, when you're young and you come into the league and so on and so forth, you know, you're, you're all, um, you know, Hallmark cards and smiles and you know you're just a rookie and you do what they they tell you and you know you seem like like such a nice young man and so on and so forth but eventually like you uh, I guess you know you, you grow taller and sometimes you grow a little too big for your britches and that is what has happened with Kyrie at this this moment he's been um, he's been talking you know too much shit and that's that's the that's basically the problem, you know. He's 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 come to a point where nobody actually uh, wants uh, wants to you know have anything to do with him. And shit, if I was the GM of an NBA team right now and I got offered Kyrie Irving, I would probably turn it down because um, I mean you you don't know you do, you're. You know, he's kind of like a loose cannon. You have no idea what he will say or what he will do. And that's... It is what it is, man. It's... The the guy, you know, I don't know. Somebody must have hit him hard in the head with a hammer or something. Because his attitude over these last couple of years and the way he's been acting over these last couple of years is, um, is atrocious, to say the least. All right. Moving on from uh, Kyrie, let's talk about the train wreck that is the Washington Wizards. Now, I know, like, when when I saw Westbrook was going to Washington, I thought, this might actually work. Because now you got a point guard in Washington that actually wants to play. 
And the, the same thing, you know, goes for, you know, and then finally uh, Bradley Beal would have somebody that, that could, uh, you know, back him up or, you know, pass him the ball or, or, or uh, you know, put some responsibility on somebody else's shoulders so that Beal didn't have to, to carry all that load. And so far, you know, they've, they've been able to score a lot of points. That, that, that much is true. They have. They have scored a lot of points. Um, but the main, the, the, the main problem here is that they are so terrible on defense. And Beal, you know, I came out and said it the other day. At this, where, and I quote, um, at this point, we are, we can, I'm not even sure if we can guard a parked car. Yeah, he said that. He said that he wasn't sure that uh, that the Washington Wizards could actually um, guard a parked car. And you know, if 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 that's you know your attitude, and that's you know the way you feel about things, you know, then it's not looking good. And I mean, you know, this is this is uh, Bradley Beal saying that he's you know the, the star of this team, and he's saying this. So yeah. <laughs> You can uh, kind of imagine where, where, where that is going now. Um, now, the other trade, you know, where where John Wall and, uh, you know, would, uh, went to Houston and so on and so forth, you know, I thought that was a good idea. And I think, you know, Houston got the best uh, deal uh, that they could get if uh, John Wall, you know, continues to be injury-free. If not, then, you know, it's... It's not. It's probably not a good trade. But then again, you know, Westbrook wanted out of his contract in Houston, and Harden, you know, apparently now, you know, he's he's gone. So, um, you know, John Wall is is the star of this team now, and maybe that's what John Wall needs. Maybe John Wall needs to, you know, be the star of the team. Yeah, and maybe he needs, uh, you know. Maybe he doesn't need to worry about, um, you know, being in Washington and so on. Because, I mean, Washington has been terribly mismanaged for many, many, many years. And it looks like, you know, even though you could say that they can put together some type of, of roster this year, it doesn't look that good. However, on a positive note, look at my sons. My sons are doing great. This is the best start the Phoenix Suns have had in years. Um, I guess, you know, it, it just goes to show that um, all they needed was, you know, uh, some some guidance and some leadership. And that's where Chris Paul comes into, um, comes into the picture. And I know, like, he's down as far as... You know points are concerned so on but that's not that's not his main focus you know uh, let Devin Booker score the points Chris Paul is there to lead and he's there to lead by example and in, in my opinion you know he does all the right things as far as this is concerned it's kind of like you know ever since he left Houston um, Chris Paul that is his career's resurgence has really begun Last year when he was with Oklahoma, you know, he was awesome. And so far this year, now I'm probably going to jinx it now that I say it, but um, I need to say it to, you know, make sense of what I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to tell you guys. 
Um, so far, you know, this year, Chris Paul has looked great. And he, ha he has, you know, been able to do all the little things, you know. Basketball isn't necessarily just about, you know, scoring points. And uh, it isn't just necessarily about getting assists or all these factors that are that are you know things that we always talk about when when we talk about stats and we talk about players in basketball we always get to the point where we, we talk about who scored the most points who uh, had the most assists who had the most blocks etc etc um, rebounds as well um, but maybe you know there's, there should be something as far as you know um, talking about players that that do um, you know other things than, than these you know uh, things that you don't necessarily notice the same way that you notice points and that you notice rebounds and you notice assists and blocks and so on you you need to look at players that also contribute in a different way and I also believe that uh, Chris Paul contributes to this team in, in, in many other ways than what is just happening on the court while the game is going on um, but you know who knows but definitely looks that way in, in my opinion the same thing goes you know for hockey I mean every every hockey player can't be a goal scorer or or somebody that creates chances you need somebody that you need players that also you know go out and do the, the gritty work you know that that go out that, that goes out this this is just hockey terminology but that goes out and takes the hit and hits back and you know plays good on defense is aware of where the, the puck is at all the time and same thing goes for basketball you need players that are able to go in and you know uh, make the hustle plays and, um, you know take some of these fights with, with the bigger guys and you need some time and you need gui guidance you know to for some of these younger NBA players so that they they can feel um you know, secure and that uh, they feel that they're they're taken uh, care of and so on and so forth. And that's that's kind of you know what why you need the veteran players because they need to teach the younger players how to react and they need to teach uh, the younger younger players uh, what to do on the road and so on and so forth. You can't neglect that and you shouldn't. So, guys, that's uh, that's it for for this morning. And uh, I hope that. You have a nice one, and that you have a good day, and uh, stay uh, stay clear, and uh, be safe, okay? Bye.